from the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to Homeschooling in Real Life, the podcast. I'm Fletch. And I'm Kendra. As veteran homeschooling parents, we discuss topics that tend to divide and distract Christian homeschoolers from each other and the gospel. On the Homeschooling IRL podcast, we promise to be honest, transparent, and witty as we uncover what it means to homeschool in real life. This is Fletch. And this is Kendra. We want to welcome you to the 11th episode of the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Woo, 11, Fletch. Wow, I can't believe we're, we've made it this far. Yeah, I can. 11 episodes? <laughs> we didn't make 11 episodes. I don't even know why we're trying. <laughs> right. Hey, we're in a new recording studio tonight. <laughs> Is that what you call it? Well, I like to call it our bedroom. Yes, true. Uh, the quietest <laughs> place in the house we could find to record tonight. Yeah. Um, we have a great episode for you tonight. No, this is probably my favorite. I've been really looking forward to this one. And it's not specifically about homeschooling. No, it's not. And maybe that's why it's so fun. Yeah, and it's you know it comes on the heel of two of my favorite episodes we've recorded. The one on boys, I think it was just so fun. And then yep. last time, uh, the feedback we got on the girls episode was equally good. Yeah. Uh, so this kind of comes on the heels of that because it comes right out of the girls episode. We're talking to uh, a friend of mine from college who we've really only seen once in 25 years or maybe twice in 25 years. (laughs) But uh, it's just a guy that we think is uh, doing it really well as far as being a dad to his daughter. Yep. So not so much about homeschooling, but real life and somebody doing it really well. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of things we can learn. So the title for this episode... How to start a rock band with your daughter. Keep listening. You know, we want to encourage you to connect with us through social media. The best way to do it is go straight to homeschoolingirl.com, our brand new website, where you can get our Twitter handle. You can find us on Facebook on that same website. And then if you'd like to subscribe, we will keep you updated on every new blog post, every episode that goes up. And just fun newsletters that we plan on sending out. We just need your name and your email address, but go straight to our website. Again, it's homeschoolingirl.com. All right, so that was Brad Paisley and Keith Urban singing their song, Start a Band, which is perfect for this episode because, in fact, we're talking about starting a band. Yeah, but... But we're really talking about more than that. Right. Yeah. So we're talking about entering into a kid's life and Mm -hmm. maybe bringing them into your life. Yeah. So um, uh, where have we seen that in our family? Well, I think it's gone a little bit both ways. Um, And I would say, too, at the outset, I don't think we did this well with our oldest children. Um, We didn't always grab what what interested them and run with it because i think you know sometimes you can have differences as parents in the things you like and the things your kids like and so part of this episode is saying hey you know really pay attention to what that kid loves to do or what the, what turns them on what what's a passion for them and and go for it really encourage and, them and really this is the one part i that we were so concerned about going down rabbit trails 
but we need to go down this one. Okay. Let's make sure that uh, we talk about this. As homeschool families, sometimes you're all about your agenda. Yeah. That you're not listening to your kids. And, and, and that's where we went. Yeah. We, we made some, we need to be truthful and honest. We mm-hmm. say that we're going to do that on this podcast. We we failed in that area. Totally failed in we that failed. area. Our firstborn. Yeah. Our firstborn and our maybe our secondborn. I mean, yeah. We, we were more against the stuff they were in uh-huh. for our own yeah agenda. stupid agenda. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and so if you're if if you relate to that, engage with us on this blog because this is what we're going to be talking about tonight. I bet a lot of homeschool families would not pursue a rock band with their daughter. Yeah, yeah. So anyhow, where where else have we seen this? Well, and and what that may look like for you is um you know maybe you as a parent have a have something you're interested in. So for us that would be. Um, my musical theater background, that's what my degree is in. And um, my ridiculous catalog of Broadway musicals in my head have been spilled out all over our kids. And um, we watch, sing, enjoy a lot of Broadway musicals, actors and actresses, the and Tony actually, Awards. And, and <laughs> we've actually uh, thrown down some money yeah. to take our kids to live performances in San Francisco right. and, and yeah. to see some really good shows. Yeah. And that's kind of an important thing to me. I, I, I'm not so good about taking my kids to dinky local productions because I want them to love theater, not be like, that was awful. <laughs> yeah. And for me, I think uh, it's, it's something that a lot of homeschool families struggle with. Mm-hmm. So I'm coming out of the closet here. Yeah. I love, love the movies. Yeah. I love film. I love good film. So, you know, as Kendra majored in musical theater, I majored in English. And one portion of that was uh, analyzing film. So. Mm-hmm. I've created courses for our sons when they yeah. were younger to uh, to watch films with me, to analyze them and look at what the movie was about or what the director was trying to accomplish. So they know that half the time I watch a movie, I have a, a notepad in my hand. So those are just two ways I think that you and I have done that. How about our kids? What have, what have they loved and that we've pursued with them or helped them? Yeah, and I think, you know, again, like we said, we, we blew it. We've apologized to those older sons, and we've really tried to encourage them now where they are um, in their interests. Sure. So I think we've redeemed that somewhat. Although I'm not sure Nate will ever forgive us for not letting him play football. <laughs> no, but I think he will forgive us by, you know, in helping him to love video games because he does love it. <laughs> yeah. You know. I don't know how good I am about that because yeah. I look at him a little sideways like, oh, dude, yeah. so, but there's better that. use of there's, time. Uh, we, have, we have a son that loves art. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we have uh, you know gone to the furthest extent to help him. Do you know what I did this that? Christmas with him? Mm-mm. I don't know if you know what I did. I went on his Amazon wish list and he had a ton of Sharpie marker sets on his wish list and I bought him every single one. Oh, fun. Yeah. So, I mean, I, that, again, throwing down some good money, but... Man, that kid's face lit up, and he uses them every single day. Yeah. So, you know, those are just some simple ways that, just as we start off this episode, that that's really what we're getting after, is is helping your kids um, love some things that you might need to stretch them, mm-hmm. or that maybe you just need to jump in and encourage them with. Yeah. Are we talking about moral issues here? No, not at all. No. So, I mean, obviously, if your child wants to, you know, grow marijuana <laughs> That's a problem. But we're talking about things that you could even really direct them toward. I mean, that you've been fabulous about that with film. Well, and that's what I was going to say. There are some moral issues that people have with film. Some people want nothing to do with Hollywood. But I likewise sometimes want nothing to do with, you know, quote unquote Christian films because they're so lousy. (laughs) They're just done so poorly sometimes. Do you have an opinion on that? I do. That was. 
but you know, <laughs> you're right. Um, a lot of times they are. Yeah, and there in certainly there's some musicals. Hello, you're not going to encourage. Oh. You know, there's a compass. Oh, that absolutely. You use, and there's a compass yeah. I use with film. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, our listeners just need to know this about us. We are going to step into culture so that our children know what culture is watching yes. and listening to. Yes. And and I can think of two grand examples in the last month. You know, I, I know we're going to go see films. We're going to engage in films that other families say, we're not even going to waste our time on that. Yeah. Uh, and I know, you know, we've gone to some musicals in mm-hmm. the last six months that that the culture loves and lis- listens to mm-hmm. that we want to know what was going on. Yeah. So. And you know, it obviously here's the thing. If it is a stumbling block for you or for your child, very obviously, then the gospel is so powerful that you have the ability to abstain. Yeah. But likewise, that powerful gospel allows me to, to engage in something and take away the good and, you know, engage our culture or understand where people are putting their hope so that I, then I can say, look, that's empty. That's nothing. Here's your real hope. It's Jesus. But it may also be something that you need to abstain from. And the gospel powerfully allows you to do that as well. Yeah. Good statement. Hey, before we get to the interview with, uh, Brian, can mm-hmm. we uh, just do a quick commercial? You bet. You know, moms need girl time, too. If you're a blogger who also homeschools, you'll want to mark your calendar for May 2nd through 4th, 2014, and plan to attend the 2 to 1 conference. 2 to 1 is the conference for bloggers who homeschool their children. Your heart will be encouraged by inspiring keynotes like Heidi St. John and Angie Smith. And your business will be blessed by 2 to 1's educational breakouts on HTML, making a salary blogging, and photography. For those of you who don't blog but still need encouragement, there are business-free breakouts that will speak to your homeschool mom heart, like the family management session. Visit 2to1conference.com for more information on our speakers, a complete list of sessions, and to register. We'll see you there. All right, we're back in the studio. Kendra, are you ready for this interview? I am ready. All right, let's plug it in. Put in your earphones and enjoy this interview with Brian Tompkins, a friend of ours for nearly 25 years uh, from, from our college days. Listen to this interview as you hear about this guy, how he's entered into the life of his daughter and just done something very, very fun. He has started a rock band with her. Well, we are excited to be on the line with uh, Brian Tompkins, and uh, I'll do the introduction, Ken, since I, I've known Brian since 1988. Wow. When we were in a fraternity together at the University of the Pacific in Stockton, California. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are going to be talking to Brian about mostly his relationship with his daughter, but some of the fun stuff they've done together. So, Brian, why don't you quickly tell us kind of who you are and where you are right now? Where are we talking to you today? I'm in Bend, Oregon. All right. And um, I work full-time in, in marketing, and I have my daughter um, 50% of the time. Okay. And so when, when I'm not working, I'm having fun with her. And she's 12, and she's uh, in sixth grade, just started middle school. 
And uh, it's just been a lot of fun ever since she was born. Just gets funner and funner. <laughs> well, we, uh, you know, a lot of people are saying homeschooling in real life. Uh, why are you interviewing a dad who doesn't homeschool? And that's because there are people we have seen that we just think are doing it well uh, and having fun along the way. And uh, we, over the years, Kench, have enjoyed getting Brian's uh, Christmas cards every year. Yeah, actually, our kids wait for it. Um, I think it, it's one of our favorite Christmas cards that we receive because they just want to see what Brian and Victoria have been up to every year. That's so, awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and then a couple years ago, I saw a, a video or a presentation that you had made, Brian, uh, about that. But tell us a little bit about uh, your daughter and kind of your relationship with her. Well, um, she's twelve, and uh, she's. Uh, She's just been more and more fun every year as from when she was born till now because we're always um, planning what we're going to be doing next time we see each other. <laughs> and so it kind of has a lot to do with um, preparation and the time, basically spending quality time together and having fun most of that time. And, um, and, it, and being kids, you know, for me to be a kid again, she's a kid, just to get down to her level and um, – have fun with whatever we're doing. I mean, we um, we might go and skip rocks or put some pennies on the railroad track or get up in a tree or play in the mud or have a snowball fight. And you just have to get down to their level. Um, you know, we have Nerf gun, Nerf gun fights with our Nerf guns. And um, we play chase in the park and we bring our Frisbees and our soccer balls and our boomerang. And we have a the car full of all these, this kind of equipment. So whenever, wherever we are, we can pull over, we can go to a, a park or a field or um, go swimming. And um, it's never a dull moment because we're always um, kind of planning what we're going to do next. <laughs> That's very cool. And it's kind of whatever she wants to do next. Yeah. And so we'll make a list of um, the next 10 or 20 things we want to do, and I'll help her with it, and she'll think of things. And it's kind of everything you can do around around town you know within an hour yeah and then she'll uh then i'll give her a highlighter and i'll say why don't you highlight um six or seven of them whichever ones you feel like would be the most fun to do next and she'll she'll highlight them and then i'll sort of pick and choose within that list because some of them might not be feasible that week or that month but then we just we just get started at it it's kind of like you you say you're going to do that you have to follow through so you say, okay, on Saturday we're going to go to the lake, or on Sunday we're going to go um, bring our sled up to the mountain because there's, there's a lot of snow up here parts of the year, um, and so we just we just get started on the list, which is the the highlighted list of everything she wants to do in the area. That's and, cool. And we bring our camera and we take photos, and so we can remember it. And we um, you know we organize the photos on our Mac, and we uh, we make photo albums and. So we're just continually um, having fun and playing, and I get down to her level, and we, you know we both pretend like we're 15, and we bring our cam <laughs> we bring our camera, and we just we really just um, try to have fun when we're together. Now, uh, a lot of parents, uh, at least in the homeschooling world, are focused a ton on academics mm -hmm. and a ton mm -hmm. on maybe a list, maybe another kind of list, a list of we have to get this stuff done. And what we're trying to encourage our listeners to do is like you said, follow through. If you said you're going to do something or you're going to have some activities, um, the, the word I use around our family is I just want to build some memories. Uh, I just got back with my kids, um, 
from a walk around our local uh, uh, university. We took the dog, uh, the six-year-old took his bike, and the five-year-old took his big wheel, and they just raced up and down the hills, and we shot videos and, um, you know, took pictures with the, the three teenage girls and uh, just had a ball. But that's one thing we see you doing well. Now, tell us about our favorite story. Yeah. Which is the Blue-Eyed Maniacs. Uh, and I, well, we'll have this in the show notes for our listeners. We want you to to track over to the is it the blue <laughs> blueeyedmaniacs dot com? Yeah, yeah. blueeyedmaniacs dot com. Okay, so you've created a website too. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we, um, yeah, we created a website. So um, I was thinking it would be great if she learned an instrument, and so we started playing around with instruments. And you know, we sat down at a piano and we we played on a friend's guitar, and um, she had the recorder in class, and she played a ukulele and a music. Uh, course in school and we were just playing with instruments and she kind of started to take this interest in in a guitar and I thought I always thought it would be great to play the guitar hmm. and so we started taking started taking lessons um she was she was taking lessons you know like on one day of the week and I was taking lessons on another day of the week and the teacher would say make sure she goes into the room and practices for 20 minutes every day and I'm supposed to practice and so we tried that and I would have to ask her to go into the room and practice. And sometimes I didn't have time. Sometimes she didn't have time, but it wasn't really going anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to go practice and um, it just wasn't too fun. And so we, um, we got a different guitar teacher and we started learning songs that, uh, that we thought were, um, were good. And we started playing songs in the car and sort of learning better songs, but we still had to go in, in our rooms and practice so we decided to just take it up a notch and we decided to form a band and, <laughs> and she got to name the band and we started, um, we, we made some things for our band. You know, we made a t-shirt, we made some t-shirts for our band and then we practiced together and then we took lessons together and then we started dressing up in costume. <laughs> and so then we were, then we, were um, then we would dress up in costume and go and play together. And the, te- the teacher was teaching us songs at the same time, and we would practice together and um, dress up, and we started collecting costumes. And then we started recording our um, our, our band practice on video because it wasn't practice anymore. It was band practice. Right. Yeah, right. It, we, we had a band together, and we would make music videos. And um, it just became really fun. And, and all of a sudden, there was this point where it was her idea, and she would say, mm. Daddy, we gotta go have band practice. <laughs> That's awesome. And then, yeah. And then the twenty-minute band practice it could turn into an hour and a half, and we didn't even know what time it was. We were just having fun because we were rockers, and we were in costume, <laughs> and we were on video. And then we watch. Then before bed, we would we would sit, lay down on the bed and we would watch our video on the little three-inch monitor that came on the side of the camera, and we would be laughing and we would be laughing at our videos, and um, and we started editing editing them down. We started editing together and publishing them up on YouTube. And then she could tell her friends that we just made another music video. Oh, that's great. And then we, uh, she said, well, Daddy, most bands have websites. And so then we bought the domain name for our band because no, no one had it. No one had it ever. <laughs> no one had Blue Eyed Maniacs. <laughs> and so we bought the domain name and we, we had a friend launch a website. And, you know, we, we did the website together. We figured out, well, we should have some photos on it. And some um, quotes from real rockers as well as quotes from us. And we should put our videos on it. And then we made guitar picks. And she would um, hand them out in class. 
and hand them out to her friends. And the guitar picks had our, our website name on them. And then she would monitor the um, traffic to the website and she would see that when we start um, promoting our band, we get more traffic to the website and she would be monitoring Google Analytics. And so she would come home and say, we got 25 visitors. And I'd go, 25 visitors? That's awesome. And that's about how many pics she handed out in class. So then we would start, um, we made some stickers and we would say, well, if we get 100 visitors, let's go to dinner and celebrate. And so we're still playing, um, we're still practicing, dressing up in costume and making videos, but now we're handing out stickers and guitar picks and monitoring our website traffic on Google Analytics. And then we were, we got to 100 visitors and we went out to dinner and and she's all, where are we going to go if we get 300 visitors? (laughs) And so so we just kept promoting the band and um, we had, we went out to dinner and we got 300 visitors and we went out to dinner and we got 600 visitors. And um, now we have 18 music videos up on YouTube, and we have all these different costumes, and we know about uh, 25 songs. Wow. And she's uh, she's singing and playing the guitar, and I can barely do those two things at the same time. <laughs> um, but uh, she's uh, she's got it down, and, and now sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'll hear her playing, and she's um, on her Mac. On, on YouTube, looking at lyrics, singing along with uh, the real a real band, and she's just uh, it's just sort of taken off. And now we we both play the guitar um, pretty well now, and we still have our band, and we go to concerts together. Um, and we um, we used to rent an RV, and we would say it is our tour bus, <laughs> and we would bring our guitars, and we would have band practice in the RV dress in costume. We record music videos in the RV. And uh, my parents got an RV um, two years ago. And so now we we kind of have our own RV and we take it um, to the lake with our guitars and we we play guitar on the roof sometimes. And we've made music videos where we're standing on the roof of the RV with our electric guitars and our amps. That's awesome. We just um, have fun with music and costumes and our website. And, and editing music videos. And so she's kind of a little video editing uh, music star now. And That's it's awesome. kind of about becoming a rock star in, in her mind and my mind because it's big, huge self-esteem builder. Mm. You know, someone will say, I heard you play the guitar. And she'll say, yeah, I play the guitar. I'm in a band. This is my website. You want to <laughs> check out my check out my YouTube channel? Oh, that's great. And and so we just took it took it up many notches from go to your room and practice for 20 minutes. Hmm. And now we just, um, have band practice together. So we, uh, well, we still take, uh, we still have band practice, um, with our teacher every Monday. Um, it's, uh, six years now we've been, we've been having, um, lessons from him. Wow. And we kind of learn what, uh, what we want to learn. We'll, we'll introduce a new song and he'll, he'll get the lyrics and we'll burn a CD, play it in the car We'll learn how to sing it. We'll learn how to play it. He'll teach us and we'll, um, you know, then we'll dress up in costume and make a music video out of it. That's cool. So, um, you know, one of the things we're noticing, at least how I'm noticing what you're saying is you have chosen to invest in your daughter and in her interests, right? You know, yeah. I think a lot of parents just say, oh yeah, that's great. Go ahead and start your band. But, you know, you're all in. I've seen you in costume. Um, you're, you guys have road tripped. Um, you've performed publicly. 
which means you're willing to be a little silly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for the sake of relationship and for the sake of uh, what you what you're trying to, I guess the end goal is what you have in mind, right? Which is just a, a strong relationship forever. Yeah. So as we you're heading into now the teenage years, this is where most parents uh, will say, "Oh, I can't stand my teenagers. Mm. I just can't wait till they're out of the house." But I'm hearing a different story from you. No, I never want her to leave the house. But I mean, <laughs> I'm sure she'll she'll want to go to college because yeah. you know we're looking towards that. She's uh, she's a very good student. But um, no, the time is so um, short and so um, valuable. It's a precious time you have with your kids, and it's mm-hmm. just great to uh, to hang out with them as much as you can. Yeah, and that is cool. That is a great. That that's you know like once again why we wanted to interview. We we, we love that story. And um, we would love to uh, – we're going to help uh, Victoria by driving more traffic to uh, blue, blue-eyedmaniacs.com. Absolutely. From, from You'll have a whole new demographic of yeah. homeschoolers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's kind of – it's all about um, time because um, a child, it, uh, they're learning everything from you. And you're uh, – whatever you do, they're learning from you. And um, if you don't spend a lot of time with them – they're not going to think that you care all that much about them because mm. time equals love for, for a child. Obviously, when they're one, two, and three, but just as much when they're four, five, and six as they are even when they're 12. Because if, if you have an idea to go drive somewhere with them and do something fun that they, are, that they picked out as being fun, mm. then you're, you're just the rock star to them. You're, uh, you're driving them there. We're going to do this. We're going to get up in that tree or – Go horseback riding or um, go to the park or shoot slingshots or, or crawl around on the floor and shoot spitwads at a target. <laughs> I mean, whatever whatever it is that you think of, you can do in the house or in the backyard or in the front yard. Um, you can do a couple of these things every Saturday before you go to your favorite restaurant. Yeah. And you can let her pick the restaurant off of a list of all the ones that are, you know, sort of in the price range. Yeah. <laughs> And so, and so it's just, uh, it's just so fun to, um, to hang out with, uh, with your kid and do these kinds of activities and, um, go away for the weekend, you know, go somewhere, stay in a hotel, go swimming, dive for pennies in the pool, bring your goggles, just, just totally, um, you know, go there to, um, be with them and in the pool and ride bikes. Well, I think, uh, we should like, just think you should start another website, which is, fun things to do with your kids because you've given me a bunch that uh, I tend to think I'm a pretty fun dad, but um, man, it's pennies in the pool. We could have hours of fun playing pennies in the pool. Oh yeah. Put in 50 and you see who can get the most and you just say, go and you start collecting them off the floor. So let me ask you this um, as she's gotten older now and, and obviously there's, there's probably girlfriends and, and other friends around. Uh, what do they think of her blue eyed maniac dad? Um, I just get people like five people a week saying that I'm an awesome dad. And that's, that's, and that's my, um, that's like my goal in life. That's like my, my goal in life is to be best dad possible. And I totally have been pulling it off and it's, (laughs) it's, it's really fun. So, uh, you know, every, every good band has their bumps in the road. Have there been bumps along the way for you two? Um, not yet. Not yet. So you, I mean, there isn't a Yoko Ono yet. 
I have her <laughs> half the time. So when I don't have her, I'm getting ready to have her come back again. Uh-huh. And so, so I'm getting ready for, you know, a few things we're going to do next, getting the house in order for, so when she comes back, I'm not doing laundry. When she, when she comes back, I'm not cleaning the kitchen. I'm engaged with, uh, with her, you know, yeah. how was her trip? How was her trip at her mom's? What do you want to do this weekend? Um, you want to highlight more things on this list or, um, you know, we buy books on, um, things you can do with your kids, things you, places you can go have fun. One of them is called 50 dangerous things you can do with your children. <laughs> and it's more like, um, you know, burn something with a magnifying glass, blow something up in the microwave, get on the roof, get on the roof, play with dried ice, climb a tree, explode something in the freezer. And it's just um, kind of like, you know, harm, harmless fun. that's kind of on the edge. And um, we just uh, we just have um, fun looking at this book and and trying some things. We have we've only done about probably 20 things in the book. The book uh comes with about 70 but it's just um to keep keep it uh keep everything um going you know and uh, the downtime is like we rent our our favorite movie and we make popcorn yeah you know because there's there's movie time and there's um you know relaxing time and then there's time when we go shopping together and and we you know we go to a store to to get some shopping done and we just have fun when when we're doing that you know, awesome. we push the cart, we push the grocery cart through the parking lot, you know, kind of, you know, standing up on it in the back. And, you know, we just run around like, um, like kids. Yeah. Hmm. And it's just, uh, it's really fun. Wow. Well, do you have a, another question? Yeah. I'm just curious, Brian, you, um, are obviously very intentional about this and you've thought long and hard about what kind of a dad you want to be to her. And I'm I'm just curious as to whether you had a mom and dad who invested in you this way, or if this this is just something that was um, that occurred to you at some point that um, this is the way you wanted to parent your daughter. Um, my dad traveled a lot, and you know we played uh, catch in the backyard, um, but he was gone a lot. And my mom, um, she was you know she was always around because she was a stay at home mom, but um, we didn't really hang out all that much. And I wanted to be a different kind of um, parent than either of them. I w- wouldn't take a job where I had to travel too much. Mm. And I I just, um, I wouldn't because then I wouldn't get to, uh, to see her. And I wanted to just be um, present. And as she was like four, I was thinking, well, what kind of fun things can we do? And then when she's five and six, there's more, more opportunities for more fun things we could do. And so it just grew from... I'm driving the, the smallest little monster truck that only went forward and backwards <laughs> to getting monster trucks that we make ramps and we jump our monster trucks now. We, jump, we used to jump them over her dolls, and now we try to make that gap widen. And now we have um, bunch of mon- a bunch of remote control monster trucks that go 30 miles an hour. But we started out with a little one that I put Cheerios in the back, and I would drive it up to her when she was two, and she would get a Cheerio out and eat it, and the monster truck would go around in a circle and come back, and she would grab another Cheerio. We have video. We have videos of her, you know, eating Cheerios off the back of this little monster truck, because it was the, the funnest thing we can do with, with a two-year-old, and so it just um, expanded to to uh, whatever the the funnest thing is you can do with your kids at that age. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Like, you know, bike riding when they, she got her first bike hmm. and uh, 
when she could finally kick a soccer ball and when I taught her how to throw a Frisbee and when I taught her how to ski. That's great. I, I, I think you made a really interesting point and probably didn't know you made it, but, um, the vast majority of homeschooling moms are stay at home moms. Um, and it's very easy to be with your kids all day long, but never really enter into their world. And, um, I love what you're doing with her. Um, and I think we all need to hear that even if we're at home, because as you said, you know, about your own mom, she was a good mom and she was home with you, but didn't necessarily, um, enter into your world and where you were at the time. And, uh, those are good reminders. Yeah. It's like homeschooling parents, they could, they could, they could have a bell and they could ring it and they could say school's out. And then they could say, (laughs) so Let's color and paint and make paper airplanes now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I'm too often guilty of being the mom who just does everything we have to do. You know, okay, we're getting get laundry done now, and now we need to do this. And and uh, we don't often have a lot of fun that, that I have purposefully created. So I'm loving this. I'm loving all the ideas you're giving us, Brian. Thanks. Yeah, the, the other day we were in a um, pizza parlor kind of place, and um, we're waiting for our bill, and she said, can I go play Galaga out in the lobby? And that's a stand-up video game. And so I paid and I went, went out there and she said she got her high score and she wanted to see if we could play, uh, play doubles. And so we, we got some more quarters and we started playing doubles and, um, we just kept playing and then we got some more quarters and we both hit our high score and then we were there for about an hour. We spent about $8 and we we just played this game and, um, for so long and people were walking by and, we didn't care. We were just playing this video game together. We just played doubles about 20 times. And uh, we said, we got to come back here. And she's like, yeah, we got to come back here. And so we're going to go back there to get a pizza and just pretty much just go play Galaga for another hour. That's great. <laughs> because, um, you know, you just, you can have fun in little competitions with them. Like who can throw their Frisbee the farthest, who mm. can sled down the mountain the furthest, who can throw a snowball the, far, the farthest, who can climb into that tree the farthest. And I'm up in the tree with her. People probably think I'm crazy, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And I love that part that you don't care. Um, because mm. it's sometimes it's just being willing to, uh, drop all the, you know, the baggage that we care is proper adults and proper dads to have fun with our kids. So that's awesome. Hey, I can never, I would never believe, uh, in 1988, if you had told me that, you know, as a dad of eight, I was going to be interviewing you, um, <laughs> on, on how to do this, uh, you know, 20, whatever you almost 30 years later. Was it almost 30 years? Uh, yeah. Are you kidding geez. me? <laughs> Jeez, man. I mean, we were, we were young and silly back then, but I, I just want to thank you for taking the time to uh, be on the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Um, um, but thank you for all the years of Christmas cards and just keeping us involved in your story and your life. Uh, we've loved seeing what you guys have done. So we will uh, we will connect you uh, through our blog to uh, your websites. We're going to link to your video of um, what was it called again? The video so you made. one 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 video I did was um, it was an ignite presentation for yeah. a sold out crowd at a theater yeah and it was, was it. you had five minutes to inform ignite or humor and I think I did uh, all three yes um, you did yeah you did and so, uh, people have been telling me they've been still been telling me it was the best ignite they'd ever seen oh, yeah so great. we're gonna link that we're gonna let our our visitors uh, see that because there's a lot of great pictures 
of band practice and of uh, your road trips and stuff like that. But we are excited to send people your way. So, okay, thanks. Thanks, thanks a ton, and uh, we will uh, we will talk to you soon. That was totally fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun to reconnect with him. And I, I can only tell our listeners that if you'd spent the last 20 years getting Christmas cards from Brian, <laughs> you'd know why we thought that was so much fun. Yeah. What we'd really love is to hear how our hurlers have engaged in their kids' lives and some of the creative things you guys do together. So if you could drop us a line at info at homeschoolingirl or... They can engage with us on Facebook. That seems to be a lot of people like to chat there. Yeah, yeah. We do love to do that there. Um, you could tweet. At, at Homeschool IRL. Right. Or on our blog. Yeah. Comment just, on the blog and we would just love to hear your stories. You know, one thing you could do is if you would like to get all the content from Homeschooling IRL is go to our blog, homeschoolingirl.com, and subscribe. And they'll get every piece of information that comes from our blog and from our episodes. And we won't spam you. Here we are for the Hurler's Treasure Chest. Ooh, I like this episode. This is where part. we uh, this is where we get to share things that we've loved yeah. with uh, our listeners. Yeah, we have talked about the Dollar Shave Club. We've talked about uh, Key and Coffee. Yeah, Listerine Pocket Packs. So hopefully you've liked what we've recommended. And if you haven't, get out there. Drink some coffee. <laughs> freshen your breath with Pocket Packs. Shave your legs. Hey, we, uh, we're, we're going to do something different this, this uh, episode. And yeah. what is that? Well, I thought it would be fun to find out what the best book you read was last year. 2013, what is the best book Fletch read? Oh, man, that's hard. I have two best books. Okay. You, so, I'll give you two. Okay. So I think um, Prodigal God by Tim Keller. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes the story of the prodigal son and flips it on its ear. Actually, it doesn't flip it on its ear. It just tells the story. But what he does differently in this book, and I don't want to spoil it, he tells the story from the perspective of the older brother. Oh. Turns out I'm an older brother. (laughs) Are you? Yes. (laughs) So you're the one saying it's not fair. I did everything right. Right. I behaved. Okay. I stayed and behaved. Mm. And therefore this, I love the fact that uh, the prodigal son story ends not knowing whether the older brother comes into the party. Mm. That's a tricky parable. And boy, if you don't think that the people Jesus was telling that parable to understood exactly what he was saying, hmm. he, you know, if if Jesus were here, he'd be on this podcast. He'd be edgy. <laughs> no. um, my second book is a book that I read last year. I read the year before. I just keep coming back to it. Uh, How to Think Like Leonardo da Vinci. Oh. Uh, just a great book with a lot of great exercises hmm. on uh, da Vinci and his genius um, so I've, I really enjoyed that one. Sort of stretching your creativity, or no, totally. It's cool. uh, it's it's allowed me to just uh, give myself permission to have fun with mm-hmm. life again. I think uh, there there were some times there in the last few years where uh, church and and Christianity uh, just dried up my creativity, uh, and I'm saying that in a real negative way. I mean, I, I'm yeah. saying exactly what I what I mean there. And that is that um, just the rigidity of life and and church caused me to stop being creative. Wow, which um, is the antithesis of 
Yeah. Our creator God. So, you know, discovering the glory of God in everything from an iPhone mm-hmm. to any Macintosh product, um, if they want to <laughs> See sponsor. where you're going with yeah. that. Um, <laughs> I, I see the glory of God in technology. I see the glory of God in creativity. And so um, I think the whole idea of Discover 167, 168 hours in the week, we use one of them to go to church, and then we forget about God the other 167 hours. Not everybody, but... Uh, it's the idea of where do you see God working in the other 167 hours. So um, how to think like Leonardo da Vinci. I I got a sketchbook. I started doodling. I started uh, doing poetry and writing stories again. So those wow. are my two books. Very cool. How about you? Well, I'm I'm quite a reader, as you know. Yes. I like to read um, everything. <laughs> so this year's uh, number one book for me is a huge surprise because it was fiction. And I read across the fiction and nonfiction fiction spectrum from, you know, educational helps for uh, schooling our kids to uh, history books to just all kinds of things. And I would say the most important book I read this year was uh, a book called The Reluctant Prophet. It's the first of a trilogy written by Nancy Rue, um, mostly because I continue to think about that book. The, the story is of a, a woman in her 40s who feels a nudge from God one day in church and sort of dismisses it like, oh, that's crazy. That, that can't be the Holy Spirit talking to me. Um, he, eventually she gives in and realizes that God really is pushing her in a direction, and that is to buy a Harley Davidson motorcycle. Sounds crazy, right? Yeah, well, you're 40. I know. Well, yeah, although there will be no Harley Davidson motorcycles in my future. Oh, yeah. No. Um, well, unless the Holy Spirit nudges me. But the, the book goes on to talk about what, where that motorcycle took her and how it changed her life um, because of the relationships that she began to build with people. It had a huge impact on me. Well, yeah. Very cool. So we were going to give you two. We gave you three. You have one extra one for me uh, Prodigal God, mm-hmm. How to Think Like Leonardo da Vinci. And the reluctant prophet hurlers get out there, live life, have some fun and let us know what you think. If you've read any of those books, let us know so we can uh, start the discussion. Well, that was a real fun episode to record with Brian tonight, but why don't we tell our listeners what we have coming up in two weeks? Yeah, really excited about this one. We have author Jessica Thompson with us. She wrote with her mom, author Elise Fitzpatrick, the book Give Them Grace. And so we are talking about grace and the gospel, two of our favorite subjects, right? Um, And what that looks like in a home, because I often have people say... I get it. I want to pour grace out over my kids, but what does that look like? And so we're going to break that down in a nitty-gritty conversation. Well, I have a clip for our listeners. This is something you have to look forward to from our next episode. It's not just about how they act. It's about, okay, do you see how you need Jesus here? Mm -hmm. Do you see how mommy needs Jesus here? Do you see how daddy needs Jesus here? And when we can admit our neediness, our failures, again, it's there's freedom. Uh, then we're able to be real with our children, real with each other, real with other parents. We want our listeners to know about the Teach Them Diligently conferences coming up this spring. We do. Where are they going to be? Well, there are four locations, Nashville, Tennessee, Spartanburg, South Carolina, Washington, D.C., and Dallas, Texas. 
And are you going to be speaking at any of these? I am. I'll be in Nashville, Tennessee and Dallas, Texas. But the cool thing is you're going to be with me in Nashville. That's right. You get to meet both of us in real life. (laughs) And uh, what do we have for them? Well, first off, how are they going to find us? Yes, we are going to be wearing our brand new, beautiful Homeschooling IRL t-shirts with the big red logo on the back. And what's on the front? Homeschooling is a buzzkill, which is our most downloaded episode to date, and apparently one that strikes a chord with a lot of homeschooling families out there. It must, and it does. I think I still say that every day. So if you find us wearing these t-shirts, come up to us and say, hey, I'm a hurler, I love the show, and what do they get? We have a gift for anybody who comes and tells us they're a listener. Free gifts from homeschooling in real life. It's going to be awesome. But the conferences, Teach Them Diligently, they're not just about free gifts and t-shirts. No, and in fact, they're not even all about homeschooling. They are a discipleship and parenting conference, and I know that the people who put them together really have a heart for the gospel and discipling kids. It's great. So who are some of the speakers that people can expect to hear there? Well, you're going to walk away super encouraged by speakers like Carol Barnier, uh, Crystal Payne of Money Saving Mom, and Helen Melanie Young, who we had on our boys episode a couple of weeks ago. That's awesome. We get to meet them in real life. Homeschooling in real life. You can meet us in real life. You get to meet the Youngs in real life. This is going to be great. What are the dates? Well, for Nashville, where we will be, we'll be there on March 20th, 21st, and 22nd. And then Dallas, Texas is at the end of June. But you know what? You can go to the teachthemdiligently.net site, and you can find out all the information you need. Hey, come find us in Nashville. Teach them diligently. When Kendra's speaking, let's grab a cup of coffee together. The Homeschooling IRL podcast is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. For more information on this podcast, to contact your hosts, or to connect with Fletch and Kendra on social media, visit us on our website and blog at homeschoolingirl.com.